Welcome to Stock Market Volatility, today on Your Money, Your Wealth. By today's close, the market has clawed back some of its big losses from last week's correction, with the Dow Jones rising 1.7% and the S&P 500 up 1.4%. Now, what's in store tomorrow or next week or next month? What should you be doing with your portfolio and how will this affect your retirement? Here with some guidance are Joe Anderson, CFP, Big Al Clopine, CPA, and Brian Perry, CFA. Well... The year started out good until February. It did. January is great. January, right? All-time highs. And then um, all of a sudden, we're in correction territory. So correction is what? Down 10%. 10%, right. So. And hopefully your portfolio is not down 10% because you had some safety. Uh, that's the reason why we recommend globally diversified portfolios. And some of that's really safe money, short-term fixed income type investments, bonds, uh, which uh, with interest rates going up, they haven't exactly killed it either, but at least they're staying somewhat stable. This is interesting to me though, you know, because it's not like really bad news that came down, right? Um, you know, the information wires. It's not like there's sure. some, like geopolitical mess or, um, you know, heading towards a recession. You know, what happened is that all of a sudden we kind of take a look at wage growth. Right. Wage growth spikes a little bit. People are making a little bit more money. Yeah. You know, corporate profits look pretty good. They're paying their employees a little bit more. Right. And But it was higher than expected. And so this is where it always boils back to, is that, you know, you hear news. It doesn't matter if it's good news or it's bad news. Is it as good or as bad as the market expects? Yeah, I think that's a good way to say it, Joe, because the, the news actually is pretty good right now. But we sort of, now in retrospect, maybe we got a little ahead of ourselves. But here's the crazy thing is there's no way to know that exactly. until after it happens. It, until after it happens. Right. And so now that it's happened, now people are crafting things like saying, well, it's the spike in the interest rate and people are concerned about inflation. And yeah, I mean, that's those are logical reasons, but it's the... I think it, it's a little bit more basic than that, at least in my opinion, which is I think we we were hoping for this tax law uh, in, in terms of investors because then there'd be less corporate tax. And so then corporates would have more profits. And if they have more profits, more money goes out for dividends. Hence, the stock is worth more. And so the market uh, kind of got built up in anticipation of that. And then, the, then actually, we did get the tax cuts. It did happen. Market in January said, this is great. And, but maybe uh, now we got a little ahead of ourselves. But when, when you look at a, a correction like we've had, you also have to realize how much it's gone up in the last month or two. And, and people that got out of the market in the middle of last year, they're still way lower than they would have been had they stayed in. Sure. And this is interesting because, you know, this, this run we've had um, since 2009, um, you know, for the last couple of years, people have been anticipating it you know it's just like well i know it's going to happen i know it's going to happen so they're not necessarily enjoying it it's like when you're on a diet yeah. and you like eat a fat ass a cheeseburger <laughs> it tastes so good but you feel guilty eating it right i think that's where some people were it's like man this market is good it feels good but you know i know it's going to correct i know it's going to do something here and so people got jittery and then now it happened and there's a lot of um, investors that never probably experienced this before because over almost the last 10 years, we've had nothing but a great run. I mean, the volatility, to put it in perspective, 
I mean, we, we see fluctuations of what, 5% maybe? Over the last, I, I read, um, 200 and some odd days, yeah, it I, was 3%. Yes. You know, so you're looking at all-time highs, drops 3%, all-time highs, drops 3%. You know, if you go back even further, it was only like a 5% variation. Right. 14% is normal. Right. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I have it right here. Last 400 days, the S&P 500 went... Uh, went without losing over 5%, which is almost unheard of. I mean, the last time we've done that, that long a period is in the 1950s. 50s, right. Yeah. yeah. So then you hear the headlines, right? The Dow's down, you know, 1,000 points, 1,200 points, you know, 600 points. And then those are huge numbers. But if you put it in perspective of percentage, right? you know, we're not, the, the Dow's not at 10,000. Right, and when you lose a thousand points at ten thousand, that's a big deal. That's a big deal, and, and but at twenty six thousand, losing a thousand, you know, then now you're at twenty five or twenty, you know, and then you yeah. lose a thousand. I mean, those are four percentage points. So I mean, so then it's like, all right, man, what do we do? You know, do I get out? And it's funny um, because we manage a, a couple of bucks, and we got a few thousand clients, and. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of panic. Right. But the robo-advisors, they kind of blew up. The whole thing crashed. Well, they did because, and that's that's where the a robo-advisor is kind of a computer advisor, if you will, kind of figure out your allocation via computer algorithm. And the problem with that, as we know, is, is the investors are human. And when things like this happen, uh, the human touch, having an advisor telling you this is normal this is what's expected and so let's not worry too much about it right i mean i, I know it's that easier said than done of course right but but the point is don't make any rash changes right now just because we've had a a, a couple pretty good declines you this, know, I, last this is actually very healthy for the overall market it is it and is. i think it's healthy for us individuals to take a step back because complacency is a real thing it is yes and there was overconfidence in in people's ability to you know t- take on a little bit more risk than they might have should right. right it's like hey i'm a little bit behind um in my retirement goals uh, I'm not getting the returns that I need. I need higher returns, and hey, let's get into more stocks. And th- there's some individuals that now it's like, oh, right, right at that time, it's, oops, I probably shouldn't have done that. Right. You know, in August 2011 was the last correction. You know, the S and P lost six, um, almost seven percent in a day. But at that time, what the European debt crisis was in full swing. Right. The uh, remember when we had um, what the downgrade of the U.S. Treasury from AAA to AA+. Plus. You know, um, but it's, it, it swung back, and things like this will happen. Um, we just haven't experienced it, and I think that's why people might be free. I, I, I don't even know how many people are actually free. Yeah, I, I, I think not... it's the media that wants <laughs> to play yes. th- this noise right. uh, to, to potentially sell newspapers and magazines and get the headlines. I, I think, Joe, most of our clients and, and hopefully most of our listeners uh, realize this is normal stuff. This is the reason, by the way, this is the reason why you get paid more by owning stocks, by right. owning equities, uh, which is they are more volatile. It's not always a straight ride. A straight ride is a bank CD, but that pays half a percent interest, if that, depending upon the term. Sure. Right? Uh, I just went to a larger bank and to get their CD rate, it was, uh, what was it? It was 15 basis points. 
a basis point, 100 basis points is 1%. But at any rate, the point is, is simply this. This is expected. It's normal. This is not a time to panic. And in fact, there are some opportunities. It's, it's, it's a chance to perhaps rebalance your portfolio when stocks are down. It's a great time to be buying a little bit more stocks. Might be a time to tax last harvest. It's probably also a good time, Joe, just to, just to make sure. It's a little bit of a wake-up call. Make sure you got the right portfolio exactly. for you and your goals. Right. You know, take a step back, put things in perspective and say, all right, well, here, what are my time frames? What are my goals? How should my portfolio be allocated? Um, you know, because volatility is back. And volatility is actually a really good thing for people that are saving money. Yeah. Because when the market dips like this, you know, it's a great time to buy. It's a great time to do, like you said, some tax strategies. You bet. Um, I did a, a, a small Roth conversion. Right. Yeah. You know, it's yes. like... Yeah, uh, when, tax when things are lower, accounts. you bet, um, you bet. Yeah, there's some real opportunities right now, but it does amaze me with the press. Like, I just read an article that, that I forget who was quoting who, but they said, these two analysts got it right. They predicted the, the correction. And it's, and it's like, it really, the last 10 years, people have been predicting a, a correction every single day. So finally, it happens. Right. These are the two guys that got it right. You know, and it's, it's I don't know. So it's like, all right, well, wage great, um, growth, people are making more money. So what does that mean? It's like, okay, well, if people are making more money, companies might have to increase prices to pay for the additional labor costs. And then that means inflation. And then, oh, well, wait a minute, then interest rates are going up. So now we have inflation and interest rates because if we take a look, we've almost been in a zero interest rate environment. Right. Interest rates need to go up at some point. They do. Right? right? And so sometimes it hurts a little bit to get things back into balance, but don't you know abandon ship. Right. Um, That's you, the point. You have to look at, all right, well, how much stock allocation should I have in my overall portfolio? How much bond should I have? What income am I trying to derive from the overall portfolio? What, you know, what is my time frame in regards to the goal of when I need the cash flow? But I think more importantly, when, when you look at retirement, it's not necessarily your, your retirement date. It's end of life. So that could be another 20, 30, 40 years. So you absolutely need to continue to have growth in the portfolio. If you're younger, if you're saving money into your 401k plans, I mean, I'd want this thing to crash even more because then you're still buying these really good companies. You know, corporate profits are good. Um, yes. If you look at the S&P 500, fourth quarter estimates, they, oh, a lot of them beat, you know, expectations. So things are really good in that aspect. Yes. So if the market goes down another, you know, 5%, keep buying. Yeah, and, and people will ask, well, when, when's, what's the bottom? When should I be buying? And the truth is nobody knows when no, the bottom yeah, exactly. is. So, so buy a little bit now. If it goes down some more next week, buy a little bit more next week. If it goes down the next week, buy a little bit more. In other words, you're getting better prices than they would have been had you bought in January. Right. And it's like any other time, Joe, when a store puts their, their items on sale, we flock to buy them. When stocks go on sale, we flock to sell them. Right. It's like, come on, let's just think about what's going on here. Things are cheaper now. We got Brian Perry on the line, Director of Research, Chartered Financial Analyst, Certified Financial Planner. Uh, Brian, it's been a kind of a rocky week here in the markets, eh? Yeah, that's saying the least. We've had some of the highest volatility we've seen, at least going back since the financial crisis. So what the heck is going on? Al and I... Put our spin on it. Yes, and I'm sure... And you can correct this. And I don't think uh, you're going to even come close to our analyst. Well, uh, I was actually reading your email, so I think I'm pretty close. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, what what would you have to say about this market? What's going on? Yeah, so I mean, by way of kind of preview is, 
stocks were really highly valued. Economic fundamentals are good. Corporate profits are going higher. We've got tax tax rates that have gone down for corporations, so that's all good. But stocks, if you look at long-term cyclical P.E. ratios, which is a good way of, of looking at them, we're in the low 30s, right around 32 or something, with a long-term average being more in the mid to upper teens. And so stocks are at high levels, and it doesn't sound good, but sometimes stocks go down just because they go down, particularly when they're overvalued. People find an excuse, they start selling, and then they look around and see that, you know, we're fairly fully valued. We've had a really good run since Trump was elected, and even going back further than that to 2009, and, and let's just take some profits. Um, but the more proximate cause that's being blamed for the recent sell-off is really inflation fears. And inflation fears have ticked into the bond market, where you've seen the 10-year Treasury go at the end of the year from a 2.4 to around a 2.85 or so. And when interest rates go up, oftentimes stock prices fall. And so we've seen that, and then stocks began falling, and that fall has been exacerbated by something to get a little bit technical called risk parity funds, which essentially are a class of investors that are short volatility. So they're betting that volatility will stay low. And when you see a spike in volatility like we've got in this past week or two, um, it becomes self-perpetuating where these funds and these investors are forced to sell, and the more they sell, the more they have to sell, and it becomes a bit of a snowball effect running downhill. So that seems to be the proximate cause of it, um, but at the end of the day, it could just also be good old-fashioned profit-taking due to high valuations and a really good run that we've seen over the last several years. So, Brian, why wh- why would it happen now versus two weeks ago or a month ago or two months from now? You know, some, some of the immediate causes, right, nothing's ever a worry to the market until it is. And so you saw interest rates creeping up throughout January. And the market was like, yeah, interest rates are going higher and, and so on and so forth. They're watching, watching. And then all of a sudden it became a concern. And, and I think what really led to that was about a week ago we had the unemployment report that comes out each month. And you saw in that a tick up in average hourly earnings. And, you know, that's good news for the American worker, the fact that wages are going up and the fact that unemployment's very low. But from an inflation perspective, if there's not that many people out of work, it means that employers have to work harder and pay up in order to get employees. And in general, if you look at a historical relationship, the more money people make, the more that's in their pocket, the more they spend and the higher inflation. And and so the market kind of saw that, got a little bit panicked. Um, You also just in the last week have a new Federal Reserve chairperson coming in. So Janet Yellen went out and Jerome Powell came in. And so there's a little bit of uncertainty around exactly how the Fed, there's been a lot of turnover on the board, how they'll approach monetary policy going forward. And, And I think it all just came together and again, turned into a sell-off, which then got exacerbated by some forced sellers. You know, the most important thing to do, of course, is to not panic and keep it in historical perspective. And, and so although the amounts that we've seen on some of these declines have been very large, a 1,000 points or more, right, we started this past a couple of weeks ago, the Dow at 26,000. A point move of 1,000 points off of that base is very different than if you look back 10 or 15 years when the Dow was at seven, eight, nine thousand. 9,000. And so although we've seen large point moves and, and reasonably large percentage moves, we're still down about 10 or 12 percent since the all-time highs. And we're still up quite a bit in, if you look at a 12-month horizon, we're still up almost into close to 20 percent, depending on what market you're looking at. So keeping it in perspective, I, th- I think, is important. Um, but the other thing is rebalancing a portfolio. And so it's never popular to sell stocks when they're going up. We, we hear a lot of people that want to buy more when times are good. But a disciplined rebalancing process like we've been looking at over the past couple of years of every time stocks move a little bit higher, you sell a little bit, take some profits, and reinvest it into maybe what hasn't gone up as much, you know, positions you well for a fall like this, and then you do the opposite. If stocks fall enough so that now you're a little bit underweight, you should go out and buy. And 
And one of the most difficult things there is to do is to buy when things are falling, but that's when you make money. You don't make money necessarily by selling at a high price. You make money by buying at the right price and having that disciplined rebalancing process. I think that's one of the things that people can do that can really help them meet their financial goals and, and help them stay the course. Warren Buffett said, and you know, sometimes this, this gives me nightmares just thinking about, but when the tide goes out, you see who's swimming naked, and sometimes that's a scary thought. But, uh, yeah, nobody thinks about these things as much when times are good. They're making money, their balances are going up, uh, house prices have been going up, people are feeling good about their finances, and then you get something like this, it's time to step back and you know, look at it. Are you still on track to meet your goals? Is this too much risk for you? Are you up at night worrying about your portfolio? Right? Do you think you're going to be okay? If, if the answer to any of those questions is no or you're not sure, it's time to reevaluate and make sure that you, you are on the proper track and you, you do have the right planning in place and your asset allocation is where it's supposed to be. Because you know, the, the people that have an appropriate 50-50, 60-40, 70-30 stock bond mix, whatever their, their right allocation is, they're doing okay right now. They may not be having fun, but they're, they're cruising along. It's the people that had been up at 80 or 90% stock allocation because times were good and thought everything was going to stay good that now they're panicking a little bit, I think. Yeah, but I think, t- too, it, it, it boils down to age, time frames. You know, if you're in your 40s and it's in your retirement account and you still have 100% you know, stock portfolio, I don't think you make any changes there. But if you're 65, looking to retire at 67, if you have a full stock portfolio, then maybe you, you might want to relook at things. But I think the problem is when things like this happen, it shocks people to to maybe make the wrong choices um, and change at wrong times. Like maybe, and, and, and there's two points to this. One is that some individuals will might just jump into cash. Other people that should maybe have a 60, 40 Sixty um, percent stock portfolio, forty percent bonds, just hypothetically. But there may be a hundred percent stocks. They might not go to that portfolio, even though they should go into that portfolio because they're down a little bit now. Uh, d- does that make sense? Yeah, they want to get caught up. They want to get caught up. But who knows? I mean, the markets could fall another thirty, you know, percent. And if you need the money in the next couple of years, you have to really relook at that. And sometimes you you, you got to say, all right. Well, if I had a 100% stock portfolio and I should be in a 60-40, I was at 100% because I was complacent and I liked seeing these big returns, but there's no way I'm going to sell now. I'm going to ride this thing out. Well, it could take you a long time just to recover. I agree 100%. And you know, and, and certainly that people's what they're trying to accomplish on their time horizon is going to determine uh, some people do belong in a 100% stock portfolio. But yeah, regardless of what the appropriate mix is, it's, you always want to look at it with a fresh ledger. And, and so... You know, going back to my days as a bond trader, we would always say if you've got a position, you want to evaluate it every day as if you didn't have that position in place. In other words, you want to sit down and say, does what I'm doing make sense in a vacuum? Is this the right approach? And regardless of what happened in the last week or the last day or the last year, you need to constantly reevaluate that. And I think this is a good opportunity for people to sit down and say, is the approach I'm following the right one? Does it make sense? Because to your point, yeah, if, if you're in that 100% stock portfolio and now you're afraid to move out, well, yeah, this could turn into a major bear market and we could go down another 30%. The flip side is for the person that should be 90% stocks, that's only 50% stocks, and now is afraid to move in, well, this could be the bottom. I mean, maybe it, people move into cash now or something like that. This could be the bottom. It could be a temporary stopping point on the way to much higher levels. Nobody knows. So it's all about what's the appropriate mix going forward. And, and setting that in place and then trying to stay as close to that as possible. Awesome stuff, Brian. I appreciate your time. I know you got a busy day ahead of you. All right, that's Brian Perry, folks. He's our Director of Research there at Pure Financial Advisors. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. 
Market volatility will negatively affect your retirement if you aren't properly prepared for it. Visit the Learning Center at yourmoneyyourwealth.com to download our Retirement Readiness Guide. You'll learn little-known secrets to help you manage taxes, increase longevity, rising health care costs, social security uncertainty, and market volatility as you approach retirement. It won't cost you a thing to download the Retirement Readiness Guide from the Learning Center at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Learn seven plays to help you get retirement ready despite the uncertainties we may face. For more guidance, just call 888-994-6257. That's 888-994-6257. I got actually one more observation uh, as a follow-up on what Brian Perry just said about the market is the, for those of you that are millennials, maybe you're in your 20s, maybe in your 30s, you may not have even seen a down market, at least in your investment experience. Maybe you did with your parents when you were teenagers, but... um, but it's it's a time when when there there could be a thought if you have if you're not used to a volatile market or a market that corrects it's like well maybe the market doesn't work anymore and so I should just stop putting money into my 401k when the exact opposite is what you want to do you want to keep funding your 401k because now stock prices are cheaper you're not going to need your money for decades so this is actually really really good news for you it allows you to continue to increase your investments while stocks are cheaper so so don't don't assume now that stocks don't work anymore just keep your investment uh, strategy additional investments going I got a um, couple more things. Jonathan Clements, he's an um, author. I, I'm a big fan of his. And he wrote something in Market Watch. And just a, a few thinking points or talking points of, of what you should be thinking about is what I should be saying here. Right. A couple of things. Uh, he says, I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, the market turmoil over the past week uh, feels like a sea of change. Um, our instinct is to try to dive um, in and in, in figure out what's going to happen in the months ahead. Uh, but in reality, no one really knows. Uh, you want to keep things in perspective. We've talked about that. Uh, we've suffered so far a 10% dip, a little bit more than that, after an astonishing run uh, that saw share prices of the S&P uh, climb 292% since March 9th of 2009. Right. 300%. Um, so there isn't one strategy for everyone. So you, you might be listening to radio shows and trying to find that silver bullet. It's like, okay, well, what are they doing? Who's this doing? You know, let's talk to my neighbor. Let's talk to my coworkers. You know, that water cooler mentality? Yep, 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 yep. I think potentially that really blows people up because they might be talking to someone and you need to dive in and ask a lot more questions, right, of what that particular individual is doing. How much money do they have? How much money do they make? What's their tax situation? You know, what are their goals? Versus saying, hey, I'm buying XYZ stock or, hey, I'm buying XYZ mutual fund. Be very careful with that because everyone's situation is totally different. Um, so if you've been sitting in cash waiting for a great buying opportunity, well, you don't have to wait any longer, he says couple of other things here. Even if you're happy with the portfolio you hold, you may want to take advantage of the market decline, assuming it continues to rebalance back to your uh, target portfolio. And um, you know, let's see, pundits talk um, about the strength of the U.S. economy, including last year's fairly decent economic growth in today's low unemployment rate with the recent tax cut layered on top of that. It's all true. Problem is investors look forward, not back. 
The economic news seems like uh, to stay good for at least another year, but maybe investors sense it won't be good enough to justify the current share prices. Right. So who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, in next week, in next month. That's right. There's actually virtually no way to predict. And so I guess what we're saying is take a deep breath. It's, It's a chance to reflect, do I have the right portfolio for me and my goals? Should I consider rebalancing right now, now that stocks are down and they're cheaper? Maybe they're down enough where I can take some of my safe money, my bond money, and buy a little bit more so that I have the right allocation uh, I want. Also, you want to be considering tax loss harvesting, which is for assets outside of retirement accounts. And this is really important to be thinking about right now because if you bought mutual funds or stocks perhaps in the last month or two, they may be in a down position. And here's the thing is is you can actually sell that position if it's outside of retirement, create a tax loss, and that tax loss goes on your tax return, and it nets against all future capital gains. And and if you don't have any capital gains this year, that's all right. The IRS says you can take $3,000 of that loss against ordinary income. You carry the rest over till next year, and then you go through the same test again. Do I have any capital gains? Yeah, I got 10000 of gains. So I can take my loss, whatever. I can net that against the $10,000 of gains. Now, these opportunities for tax loss harvesting, sometimes they don't last very long. We don't know. The market may come back quickly. It may not. It's awful hard to say. But what what we do know is when markets do decline and you have assets outside of retirement that have gone down, it's it's a really good opportunity to sell, create the loss. Now, I don't want you to necessarily go in cash. Buy something that's similar so you're still in the market. That's probably one of the most important things. I'm not telling you to purposely lose money and feel good about it. What I'm saying is you already lost money. <laughs> Sell a position. <laughs> let's create a tax loss. Now buy something similar so that when the market does recover, you're still in the market. So the the integrity of your portfolio is it's the, the same. same. right? Yeah. Conversions is a really good strategy right now. Right. And uh-huh. why? Because with, with Roth IRAs, you want to put asset classes that have higher expected returns like stocks. Stocks are a little bit lower than they were a month ago. Yeah. You know... Um, I make IRA contributions and then I convert them yes. uh, to Roth. Right. And I, so I make that IRA contribution in the beginning of the year and I totally forgot to convert it. And then so I was like, you know what? This is a pretty good time. Yeah, yeah. And so what the, the contribution limits is 5500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so I think the balance on my account um, was probably like $4,800. Right. Um, so I was like, all right. Right. Yeah, so, um, you know, I did a little conversion there. Right. Um, and then when the recovery comes, um, I'll, I just have those more shares, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that- Well, all the recovery is going to happen in my Roth. Right. And, and that's right. And, and the truth is the market may decline further. But when you look longer term, so you're in your early 40s, so you're not going to touch your Roth for decades. Yeah, well, might have to. <laughs> After this. <laughs> After this. <laughs> Thank God for FIFO tax treatment. <laughs> so I don't get penalized for that. All right. Oh, boy. All right. That's it for us. We'll see you again next week. Uh, for Big Al, my name is Joey Anderson. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. If stock market volatility has you concerned
learned about your portfolio, just email info at purefinancial.com or call 888-994-6257 for guidance on your specific situation. That's 888-994-6257. Subscribe to the podcast at yourmoneyyourwealth.com through your favorite podcatcher or on iTunes, where you can also check out our ratings and reviews. Stay tuned for more Your Money, Your Wealth presented by Pure Financial Advisors. For your free financial assessment, visit purefinancial.com. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. 